you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks. I certainly hope this finds you all well and in the arms of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ with me, Brother Kevin. He's located out there in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning from Milwaukee. Happy Monday to you. How's things going? It's going great. This is a very busy place for me right now, brother. Just had a fantastic opportunity to start a chapter here of Wounded Spirits locally for the Milwaukee area. There's another church interested in possibly starting another one on the other side of the big city and then had a big radio spot with 135 stations. So that was very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. What a blessing that is. So we've been moving along folks and we've, uh, we've had, so I got to be upfront with you. We, we recorded four or five weeks of uh, a broadcast together. And uh, then I traveled over to Australia and uh, all those things. And Kevin traveled around the country and we realized, man, we need to get back on this. And uh, so we're back with you. So we're a little bit slow, but the riddle of the day is how many animals is fourth grade folks. Now, remember if you have a fourth grader or below, I think you've got a good chance of getting this question. Um, But how many animals did Abraham bring on the ark? And this is for me. So uh, Abraham did not do the ark. It was Noah. That's right, brother. And that's why they're fourth grade riddles. So. <laughs> Folks, got one. They, they've gotten better. They've gotten easier over time here. Uh, we find ourselves. So Kevin had someone tell him about a month ago, hey, guys, why don't you cover a PTSD subject every week when you get going? So that's what we've been doing. We hope it's been a blessing to you. And so these last couple weeks, I've been really reading a lot of Job and spending a lot of time in there. And there's there's so many verses uh, that, you know, that deals with, with Job and things Job is saying. And so I came across this idea of suicidal. Uh, I came across this idea of, you know, suicide, having suicidal symptoms, going through those types of things and what it means, what it looks like and, and things of that nature. I remember a verse in Job. I just read this maybe a week ago and it says, wherefore is light given to him? It is in misery and life unto the bitter in soul, which long for death, but it cometh not and dig for it more than for hid treasures. So Job's in a bad place. And you say, Brother Doug, why are you giving a bad thing like that? And uh, because I want to tell you the end of the story, Job stuck through it. He's looking for death. He's searching for death. He's miserable. He's down under. We know the story of Job. We know he lost everything, lost his kids, lost his fortune, lost his millions, lost his house, lost everything. And uh, and then we're told in, in the last chapter of the book of Job, chapter 42. And uh, so we know that Job had his friends come along, and some of his friends were knuckleheads. But somewhere along the way, somewhere along the way, God did a work in Job's heart, and what a work he did. And and then we find in the Bible um, that in the, the Lord turned the captivity of Job. 
The answer for being suicidal, the answer for being down, the answer for being heavy is in the Lord. Uh, and the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Then came unto him all his brethren. You say, well, Brother Doug, what are you getting at? I'm getting at this. God has a wonderful way of taking us in those tough places, taking us uh, when, you know, when we're cast down, when we're, when we're heavy. Uh, the Lord can pull us out. He says, come on to me, all ye that are labor, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And friends, suicide is never the answer. And uh, it, it's never a place for us to go. It's God's got a plan in our lives. And, and the plan includes an expected end is what the Bible tells us. And so folks, I want to tell you this, there are times in our life where we can get heavy. There are times in our life where if we're not careful, the devil will highlight the trauma, the heaviness, the craziness, the being upside down, not feeling great about yourself, all those things. That's why we turn self-esteem to God-esteem, self-image to God-image, self-worth to God-worth, to know that God loved you so much he gave his son for you. And then you, like Job, can be turned out and used by God in a wonderful and glorious way. So I want to let you know something, my friends. You're not the only person that has stood up against the darkness of this world. You're not the only person who's had your heart squeezed and broke and hurt and life's upside down. But you're not the only person that will call out on God. Like Job, call out to God. He'll bring you to the other end, and he's going to take you from your captivity and uh, return you to something pretty awesome, Kevin. Yeah, it's it's wrong thinking to think that your life is all problems and that those problems would end by ending the life because you're you're if you're without Jesus Christ, your problems are beginning then and they'll never end. If you know Jesus Christ, you have a long period of regret and also those left behind. Um, I know you're telling yourself out there, well, those left behind would be happier. They really wouldn't, and any any good thing you've been put into them will be uh, will be invalidated. So, you know, Doug, I used to pastor a guy, and uh, he would speak of suicidal thoughts, and um, he was uh, 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 he had just been through a lot of things. He was chaptered out of the military, for, and and really, you know, he he should have been, but it was a it was just a dumb mistake that he made um, while he was in Germany. He he just did some some dumb stuff. And anyway, that, that just, he lost his wife because of it. And, um, his life fell apart largely, but, uh, I pastored him, loved him and, uh, and he loved me. And by the way, he's, he's alive and well and doing well now. But, uh, I remember him just saying, man, I keep just kind of hearing a voice in my mind saying, end it, end it, hurt yourself, end it. And, uh, that was not the answer. And, uh, I'm glad that he didn't do that, but you know, I've often thought about this. You know, the Bible says all flesh is as grass. And, uh, you know, sometimes the grass gets very long and, and shaggy and, and it gets disgusting. But you know what? God says mow the grass. In other words, let's get the grass cut down low enough that it's manageable again. But when it's out of hand, it's discouraging. And it's just very, you know, you get this mental clutter when you say, ah, it's not worth it. You know, just give me Roundup and, and I'll just kind of kill all the grass with, you know, chemically kill all the grass. Well, you know what? That's a temp, like you say, it's a, it's a, it's a permanent solution to a temporary problem. 
And I'm glad the guy that I used to pasture did not uh, make the decision to kill the grass because I told him, I said, look, God, God's given you hands that he doesn't have on earth right now. He's, he's given you feet, your flesh, your blood is, is in the place of Jesus Christ. And you're pleading in God's stead, you're living a sermon in God's stead. And so don't kill that opportunity and don't kill that representative. Rather, let's get it back under maintenance, put it back under spiritual maintenance he was a Christian, so walk in the spirit. Don't walk in the flesh. Don't walk in the darkness. And praise God, he, he did come out of it. Yeah, and, and just to know how much God loves you and what Kevin's saying, so glad he came out of it as well. Um, God has a plan for your life, and, uh, and God has a mission for you. And when we trust God, when we sell all out and say, God, I know these are heavy days. I know these are heavy hours. I know this life is really hard. And remember, folks, we get to work with some of you awesome people out there, and we see the heaviness. We know the terribleness in which you've uh, went through, going through, and in no way are we marginalizing that. We're just saying God is bigger. We're just saying God's got your back. But I want to say before we move on uh, to John chapter 9, that if you're considering suicide and you're thinking about hurting yourself right now, dial 911 and uh, call us and we'll get a pastor to meet up with you over the hospital or whatever. Do not take your own life. Uh, the Bible says thou shall not kill and it's talking about murder and it's self-murder to commit suicide. It's never a plan for God in your life. It's not a plan. There's a plan. And it has an expected end, and that expected end is what God has for us. So we find ourselves uh, over here in the book of John, and uh, uh, so we're in John chapter 9. We're going to do those first seven verses. And, and Jesus passed by, and he saw a man that was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents that was born blind? Jesus answered, neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, but the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the work of works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh and no man can work. As long as I am in this world, I am the light of the world. Thank God for the light of the world. When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay out of spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with clay. He said unto him, go wash in the pool of Siloam, uh, which by interpretation is sent. He went his way and therefore and washed and came seeing. So we got this guy, Kevin. Uh, Jesus passes by, and whenever anyone's sick, whenever anyone's hurt, whenever anyone's life's upside down, you always have those knuckleheads who say, man, he must have sinned. Folks, listen, we're going to do our break right now with the radio stations, but we'll be right back. return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. I was just sitting here thinking how great God is to give us the passages from 9, 1 through 7 when we start the group speaking about suicide. Uh, 
And here we got a guy who obviously has lost his vision, has no vision from birth. And uh, in his mind, maybe doesn't think he has a lot going for him. And I'm sure the naysayers lined up and told him what a wicked dude he was. And there's always those people. And, and the disciples, you know, they're asking the Lord, is it this guy's problem? Is it his parents' problem that he was born blind? And, and then God gives this great answer on why we suffer the illnesses we do, why we suffer the devastations we do, why we suffer the sicknesses we do. And, and you know, Jesus comes back and said, it's not he who sinned or his parents, but so the word of God can be made manifest so that God can heal us and it can be turned into something really powerful. And then he goes on and he says, well, I'm going to do the work. This is the reason I'm here. God says, I'm going to be strong because I am God and that's why I'm here. And he goes ahead and takes care of it. He says, as long as I'm the world, I'm the light. And then he, he spits into this clay on the ground and, and he makes this spittle and he anoints the eyes of the blind man. And then he says unto the guy, go wash in the pool of Siloam. And then, and then he's doing that. And then once he washes, he looks and he's got 100% vision. That's the God we serve. You know what God does? I've, I've looked at these sign miracles over and over again and, and, and the synoptics and John and, you know, throughout the Gospels here. And I always come back to the same thing. God always restores. He can always restore what he put together. And, and God restored this guy's vision, Kevin. He, he turned him around on the right path. And uh, uh, what a blessing when this guy just follows God's commands just does what God, he sees this guy and, uh, and, and, and he answers him. He's, he's saying, I got you, you know, let me rub some of this on you. And, uh, man, I'll tell you when God rubs something on you, it changes everything, Kevin. Yes. This is, uh, like you said, how, how wonderful it is that God puts this here on this day. Um, it's, you also mentioned it's the, these signs. This is the sixth of these signs that are in the book of John that point to his glory and his deity. And our uh, young man here, or the, the fellow here that was blind from his birth, had had a problem that everyone thought they had the answer to. And, you know, that's an ongoing problem today in that people that are traumatized. But by the way, of all the people that Jesus talked to individually, this is one of them. Uh, there's about 40 recorded in scripture, uh, from what I remember, and the 40 are almost all traumatized individuals. Most of them are tra have been through some kind of a, you know, they're in post-traumatic stress, and they're talking to Jesus, and Jesus cares because he cares for the broken, the, the bruised reeds, the, 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 the smoking flax. He's there to help it, you know, fan it back to life, and this is, is no different. So this man here is someone that was evidently maligned by the religious crowd, even the disciples were asking him, you know, okay, obviously there's sin behind this. Is it, is it him or his parents? And Jesus said, no, 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 no. You're asking the wrong question. Neither has this man's sin nor his parents. And like you said, it's that the works of God should be made manifest. How wonderful that it, it's pointed out for us that right out of the gate, we've got to recognize that we can we can be no judge of the root cause of the trauma or why they're responding as they are to the trauma. Job had been through trauma. Same thing as you were saying before the break. He was uh, he was being judged and maligned. But 
uh, our Savior comes along yeah. and he takes a position of empathy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've heard it said, you don't have to, you don't have to uh, hurt someone or, or talk against them in order to hurt them. All you have to do is not have empathy. You know, if you close up the bowels of your compassion or approach it from the standpoint, this person has committed something. We're not talking about someone that that from them was was made a choice. We're talking about to them was done a trauma and trauma is that way. PTSD we're not, in general, speaking about things done by someone. We're talking about things done to them. And so we have to start from the fact that, you know what? Say this to someone that's traumatized. Say, I ha- I cannot imagine what you're going through, but I want you to know I'm here with you. Yeah. And that's, that's what Jesus did. He showed up with the answer. Well, many times we don't have the solution. We don't have the answer like Jesus. So we say, I'm here with you. I'm going to walk through this with you. I'm walking in the light toward the light. And, and would you come with me? Yeah. Yeah. And that's so good. And, and just go with God. I, I can't help, as you were saying that, Kevin, thinking about my life and the stages of what happened with my PTSD and the stages of what happened in my life and how clearly you can watch the light of God making a difference in my life. So people ask me all the time, they say, well, you know, what do we look for? How do we, how do we know when God's talking to us? And, 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 and folks, I'll be honest with you, at least once a month, I'll hear from somebody, usually someone in the ministry who says, man, I feel like God's not talking to me right now. And, and sometimes when God talks to us, it's not the same as other times. And, you know, sometimes we have to turn down all the noise and listen for that still small voice. Sometimes we can, mm-hmm. uh, we can go through so much. And, and, and if we're not careful, boy, we want that one explosion. You know, we want the tornado. Mm-hmm. We want the earthquake. We want the fire. We want the floods. We want the breaking rocks. And, uh, but through something like this and, and what we're going through is, you know, and we were talking about this as we came in and said, well, people get suicidal. We know why, because the devil plants this notion inside of us that somehow the world would be better off without us. Even though the VA came out and said, when somebody commits suicide, 142 people are directly afflicted. We've all met people who've committed suicide sadly enough. And then other people within their family commit suicide. It's one of these things where people play follow the leader with the wrong leaders. So we listen for God. So that doesn't happen. We stop the noise. We, we go to God and say, God, this, the, this, uh, false guilt. And I think that's what we'll go tomorrow with what we look at as the subject, this false guilt where, you know, you, the devil keeps on planting within me, how much better off my family would be, how much better off everybody would be if I'm not on this earth. And then we just start quoting Bible verses and we read the Bible. And, and friends, God talks to us when we read the Bible. You cannot read the Bible as a born-again Christian without God speaking with you. I promise you that. God's word will talk to you. It may not be exactly what you're used to. You may be going through a spell where God really wants you to listen real hard. But he's always there when his word is being read. He's always inside of our hearts. He's always right next to us. And, and, and sometimes maybe we read things five times. I'm not sure. But I do know this. God has everything we need, Kevin. God has everything we need, uh, like he healed this blind man, to heal us. Yeah. You mentioned uh, the still small voice and the verses, the rocks and stuff. 
And uh, that's uh, probably alluding to Elijah there. Elijah, very godly man, had a tremendous victory, but the high victory brought following. He wasn't bipolar, but it brought following. And by the way, if you if you are bipolar, then you are even more prone to the Elijah syndrome where I had a great victory. Man, I was on top of the world. Everything was looking good. A great revival was going to break, break out. I expected it to continue, but no, it was ruined by this one thing, by, by a threat from Jezebel. And so he went into the wilderness and said, take away my life, Lord, from me. It is not uh, meat that I should live. Uh, for I'm not better than my father's. He began to compare his life now to what it was, what it was expected to his father's. And, uh, and, but, but ultimately he ended up in a cave and God did all kind of miracles, but God showed him he was not in the miracles, but God did show up in the still small voice. And sometimes a new chapter of life that comes through deep trials has to be that we're, we're right at the end there, Kevin. I don't know if you have your clock on or not, but folks, we're honored uh, to have you with us today. And we look forward, you come back tomorrow. We're going to be dealing with false guilt. We're going to be hopping back into the book of John. We sure do love you folks and can't wait to meet some of you in person real soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.